Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. So we're saying goodbye to 2020 and we're saying hello 2021. Uh, I have been given by the grace of God the last six to seven weeks uh, you know, one point after another, the Lord just, uh, you know, downloading uh, His truth and His thoughts upon me. Uh, and even as I began to take note, uh, I was wondering, you know, when will I uh, have the opportunity to share some of these truths and thoughts with you, the church, and with the people who will be uh, led by God to tune in? Um, so uh, when the number reached 21, that's right, 21 thoughts and truths that were downloaded uh, to me by the grace of God uh, in the past seven weeks. When the number reached 21, I knew that I had to start giving it and dishing it out uh, to you, uh, the people that God loves so much, uh, because it's 2021 and how cool it is uh, to give you 21 points uh, from God's heart. Uh, they will be, for some, as a teaching they will be to others as a revelation. And for most of us, it will be as reminders. And I think it's a good uh, thing to do, uh, to start the year with reminders uh, from the Lord, if not revelation from God, to be able to be encouraged, if not equipped for the year ahead and the years ahead. So um, I want to give you uh, the scripture that the Lord put on my heart. This will be the main scripture, uh, the underlining scripture, and it's found in 2 Timothy 4.7. And this is how the Bible reads, and this is what Paul, the apostle, wrote towards the end of his ministry and his life here on earth. He said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. And this scripture to me is uh, really, really apt as we start 2021 because we too, all of us, are fighting the good fight. We are also running this race uh, to the finish. And we also, all of us, want to keep the faith till the very end. The devil does not want us to fight the good fight. Uh, and even if we are fighting, he wants us to lose. He doesn't want us to run the race, uh, let alone to finish. Um, and he definitely doesn't want us to keep the faith. He wants us to lose it on our way to the finishing line. He wants us, wants us to drop the baton, as it were. Uh, and, uh, you know, you could be reaching the line first, but as long as the baton falls to the ground, you and I will be disqualified. God doesn't want us to be disqualified. God wants us to win. And the Bible says, run this race in a way that you might win. But you know, God also reminded me uh, about two, three days ago. He says, Kenneth, uh, 2021 will be very different, different for X Church in this way. God is going to show up in a very supernatural way, in a way that He has not shown up before. Maybe once, twice, a dozen times, maybe here and there, now and then. But God says to me that He wants to show up and show off, even in greater ways and more consistent ways than He's ever shown up and shown off in years past. So this year is going to be, as I declare it now, a year of power, a year of miracles, a year of healing in the name of Jesus. It's going to be a year of supernatural signs and wonders. And if you believe it, say Amen. 
So it's God. God is going to be the one who is our focus. He is going to be the one who's going to do all this. We just have to trust Him, build our confidence in Him and in His, in, in his name, the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. And I want to say to you that I'm going to start today, the very first Sunday of the month and of the year 2021. I'm going to start by saying that most of you now who are watching online, uh, will get the chance uh, to write down your prayer needs. That's right. You write down your prayer needs as you are listening in on this message. Uh, and it can be any prayer needs from small to the very big. Uh, and I like the very big ones because it just shows you that it's an impossibility that only God can make possible. And I want to glorify the Lord uh, from this Sunday onwards, every Sunday, every time we meet, uh, not just me, but my leaders. And we want to look to the Lord together. We want to pray and believe that God will move in a very powerful and supernatural way. We go, we're not only just going to move in power, but we're also going to move in the prophetic. We're going to speak the word of the Lord, thus says the Lord. We're going to speak His Rama word, His word for the now, His word for the season. And uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, we are going to believe that God will be glorified. And many of you who are going to receive your healing, going to receive your miracle, not just you, but your family and your friends who do not yet know Christ, will come to believe that there is no other name like the name of Jesus. And that at that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, there is a greater purpose uh, than just to be healed and just to be blessed and just to have a job and just to have, you know, a, 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 a prosperity in your business. There is a greater purpose and that purpose is none other than the purpose of salvation for those who do not know Christ. There is a greater purpose for healing. There is a greater purpose for miracles. It's not just a miracle. It's not just a blessing that God wants to bless us with. Yes, He does want to bless us. Yes, He is a good God. Yes, He is a faithful Father. Yes, He is a loving Father. But He has taught me more than once and He has taught this church more than once that healing is not the greatest need, but the greatest need is for salvation. And this year, I'm believing that we will see a multitude of souls come into the kingdom of God. I'm going to believe for a multitude of souls coming to Acts, but not just Acts Church, every other church that loves Jesus. May you prosper, may you see the salvation of many, 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 many more people. The whole of Selangor, the whole of Malaysia, the whole earth will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. As the Bible says, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And so I'm going to ask for my virtual guides. You know, when you come to a physical service here in DVCC or in any one of our eight church plants here in uh, Selangor, here in Malaysia, and any one of our church plants around uh, about eight nations uh, now, uh, if you include uh, Osaka, it will be nine nations from this year. But you know, if you go to any one of our physical services, physical worship services, you will find that we have visitor guides. And these visitor guides will make sure that everyone who is new uh, feels welcome. Uh, that you won't be lost, uh, but that you'll be able to find family and friends uh, when you come, uh, that you'll be able to connect and root down in church. But, you know, because we are not able to come physically uh, back to our physical uh, worship services, uh, we have now not just visitor guides, but virtual guides uh, online, and they are there in the form of our pastors and our huddle one leaders and uh, other uh, church plan coordinators. 
uh, and I'm going to ask them, just like I asked the 8 a.m. service as well, to do this, uh, to take note of uh, the, um, the uh, prayer requests that's coming in now on the chat and throughout the whole worship service, uh, you are allowed to write down. Be specific if you can. Uh, be specific with the name. Be specific with the prayer need and I will pause at different times of this uh, delivery of this message and I will pray for you believing that the name of Jesus will be glorified and there will be healing that will flow from this place and it will touch you wherever you are no matter what the need is. But please remember that when God does a miracle in your life, give Him all the glory. Please tell people about Jesus that there is no other name like the name of Jesus and I pray that all those of you watching who do not know Him and all those of you who will one day watch, you know, uh, through the people who are watching, if you tell people that Jesus Christ is alive, that He heals, you know, they will tune in the next time and they will hear for themselves who Jesus is and what He has done for them. Yes, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price for our sickness and His name is glorified. Amen. So virtual guides, please help me. And here my PCs will begin to look into what the virtual guides will send and then they will be passing me uh, the notes and uh, when I see notes on my pulpit, uh, I will begin to pray for you. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So it's 21 thoughts and 21 truths that the Lord has given to me. It's a form of reminder, as I said, or a form of revelation to some. I will deal with the first 13 you know, this morning at 8 a.m. Uh, worship service, I thought I could do at least six. You know, yesterday, two days ago, I thought I'll do all 13 because they're short points. You know, you don't need too deep uh, reminder. Sometimes you just need a simple reminder. But because the Holy Spirit moved in a certain way so beautifully this uh, 8 a.m. worship service, uh, I was only able to do three. Uh, and so let me see how far we can go uh, today. I'm in no rush, guys. Uh, and I don't have to take this for an hour. I will just do whatever I need to do and then uh, we will close. And we, by the grace of God, we'll meet again Sunday after Sunday. Look forward for the future Sundays. Uh, I asked Pastor Sandra, my wife, who is tasked to uh, schedule the speakers here in Malaysia. And also, I think she helps out with other uh, nations uh, like Singapore, ex-Singapore. She schedules for them as well. And so, uh, I said to my wife, I think I may need the whole month of January. Uh, she said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I think so. You know, if I'm done before the month ends, I'll give it back uh, to uh, my other leaders who I always like to promote because they are great preachers and teachers. And so, you know, I try to not uh, hog or uh, take over the pulpit. Uh, you know, I, I've been doing that as much as I can. Sometimes you only see me once a month or once in two months. Uh, but um, when I have a word from the Lord, uh, and then you know, I will ask for the pulpit uh, and, um, and, and, and share uh, God's word, God's Rema word uh, to the whole church. And this is one of those times. All right, so the first 13, uh, I will deal with you, and then uh, the next eight after that, okay? First 13, and the next eight altogether, 21, if my mathematics is correct. Here we go. Let's uh, do the first top three. All right, I call it top three because I was recently asked a question, Pastor Kenneth, now that you have sent uh, Benji and Michelle to Osaka, you know, uh, and of course you've sent other missionaries out to plant churches, uh, what are the words, Pastor Kenneth, if you only had three advice, three suggestions, three uh, words uh, of encouragement, uh, three reminders 
uh, to your missionaries? Uh, what would you say? What is the top three? And so I thought about it, prayed about it, and the Lord put three on my heart. But then as I continue to meditate over the weeks, um, the Lord put another three, and then another three, and then another three. And so, um, you know, I want to share all of these that the Lord gave to me. And those of you parents, you know, who are sending your children overseas to study, you can take this down and remember it because you can also tell your children when they're going, you know, to your son, to your daughter. Daughter, son, remember this top three. If you forget anything else, top three. Okay, and if they got spare room in their luggage, <laughs> you say, now, can you spare another three? Let me give you another three, you know, and then, oh, I see there's spare room in your, in your knapsack. Let me give you another three, you know, that's nine. But um, that's how it goes, okay? Top three means uh, if you have nothing else, just live by this top three and you're going to be fine. You're going to be blessed. Uh, and if you've got space for more, you know, go on to the next three. Okay, so here we go. The first top three that I would have told uh, Benji and Pastor Michelle Benji, Michelle, live out this top three and you will prosper. Here's number one. Love God with all your heart. Love God with all your heart. Of course, the Bible says in Mark, let's read that, Mark 12, 30. The Bible says, let's put that on. Mark 12, verse 30. Okay, that's a little bit small on the television in front of me, but let me read here. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Uh, listen, people, this is the first and the greatest command. And if we will learn to live like this, we will be blessed, you know. You don't have to worry about anything because this is really uh, 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 what God has called us uh, to do and God will honour us even as we honour Him. All right. Now, the question is how to love God. How to love God? Because, you know, with people, it can be easy. Uh, how do I love my wife? Okay, I buy her things. I remember her birthday. I do stuff at home. Uh, I love my wife, you know, by remembering her, uh, uh, by uh, washing the plates after she has cooked. Uh, okay, but with God, with God, it's as simple as this. To love God, we simply need to obey. This is the word of the Lord. In John Chapter 14, verse 15 and 23, Jesus said, it is Jesus who said this, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, obey my word, obey my voice. This is how we love God. Uh, we obey His voice. Now, listen, uh, I spoke about obedience in December, so I won't go deeper into it. But how many of you remember that obedience is better than sacrifice? Now, the reason why obedience is better than sacrifice uh, is because obedience is sacrifice. Obedience is sacrifice. I have never seen anyone obey God without first sacrificing. Sacrificing their comfort, sacrificing their talents, sacrificing their money, sacrificing their time. You know, I've never seen anyone of us obey the Lord without sacrificing. So obedience itself is a sacrifice. In fact, it is the best kind of sacrifice. It's above every other sacrifice. And so obedience is still the way to go. Uh, now, let me ask you another question. Why love God? Now, when I was growing up as a Christian, a young Christian, I used to ask, you know, how come God commanded us to love Him? I mean, the word command is like a, like a force, like a demand. And you know that love can't be forced, shouldn't be forced. It shouldn't be a demand, you know. It's almost like a husband and wife, right? Uh, uh, you've been married. 
uh, for some time now. And, uh, you know, the husband turns to the wife and says, wife, you must love me. And the wife turns to the husband and says, you must love me. And you go like, is that how it's done? That shouldn't be the way, right? Uh, to force somebody to demand love of someone. And so when I was growing up as a young Christian, I used to uh, have problems with this. A little bit, okay? Not a lot of problems. Just, just a little bit like thinking, oh God, why must you force us to love you? Why must you command? And then the Lord began to speak to me and I accepted this, um, this explanation from the Lord. The Lord made it a command because He loved us. You see, God only will ask you, just ask any parent here and they'll tell you, any parent, when they ask a child to do something or command a child to do something, is for their own good. It's not usually for the good of the parent, the dad or the mom. When a parent commands or instructs a child to do something, look left, look right, look left again before you cross the road. You say it's a command. Yes, it's for the, the person's own good. Eat your vegetables, you know, before you have ice cream. It's for your own good. It's not for the parent's good. You don't eat vegetables, it doesn't do anything to me. Uh, it's for the children's good. And so when God says, love me, Love me with all your heart. Put me first in your life. Love me with all your soul. It is for our own good. Why? Because God knows if we don't love Him with all, then our heart will have room for others. Yeah. Our, our heart will have, you know, and, and, and what, what happens is that we will begin, if we're not loving God with our all, we will start loving other things and other people with our all. And this is the problem. The problem is that when we start loving other things or other people with our all, they will begin to disappoint us and break our hearts and disappoint, and, and well, I said disappoint already, and they will betray us even. Uh, but God doesn't disappoint. God doesn't betray. God doesn't break our hearts. The reason why someone can break our hearts is because we give our hearts to someone. We give them our hearts, right? Don't we do that? We give them our hearts. We, we start to love other things and other people with all of our hearts. So God says, don't do that. Don't do that. I command you to love me with all your heart because it's for your own good. And if, if you find that you don't, you and I will start getting into trouble. We start getting into you know, all kinds of things we never wanted to get into and we get into selfishness and self-centeredness and we get into broken hearts and we get into you know, things that... Um, that, that sometimes can even cost our lives. So why love God? Why love God? Because we were made to love God. Our hearts were made for God. Let me give you an illustration. You know, I was in Sabah one time and a friend told me uh, that uh, he had bought a car many years ago uh, and it was the only kind uh, that was found in Sabah because he had imported this car from overseas. So the car came. It was the pride of the family. Uh, it was, you know, the talk of the town. Uh, the only thing about this car is that it's, it, it only runs on diesel. Only runs on diesel, that's right. And for those of you who are familiar, uh, those cars that run on petrol cannot go on diesel. Those cars that run on diesel cannot go on petrol. So one day, the driver forgot. The driver drove this very expensive car into uh, the petrol station and started to fill, what? With petrol into a diesel car. The car, I said to you, was expensive. It was imported. It was, you know, the talk of the town. But this expensive car, after it was filled with petrol to the brim, full tank of petrol in a diesel car, it couldn't even start. The drivers tried to start and, you know, as he was trying, you know, of course, petrol was going through the veins <laughs> of the car. It reached the engine, you know, it, it, it started to permeate the whole car and you know that car wasn't made for diesel. Just like we weren't made to love anything or anyone more than God. 
I'm going to say it again. We weren't made that way. And so what happens is that if we were only made to love God without all and we start to love others and anything else without all, it's like putting petrol in a diesel car. And what happens is that, you know, that, that, that petrol begins to go into the veins and, and, and it reaches the engine, which is the heart of that car. And, and, and what happens is that we can't even start. We can't even go, we can't go far. We can't go anywhere. And so you might even have an expensive car, like an expensive salvation that costs the life of Jesus. You might be saved, and yet you might not love God with all your heart, even though you are saved. And what happens is that you see that your Christianity, your life in Christ, your eternal life in Christ, your supposedly abundant life doesn't become abundant. Because abundant life comes from giving God your all, loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Are you all still with me, people? Why love God? Because... We weren't made to love anyone else in that way. Yes, please love your wife. Yes, please love your husband. Yes, please love your children. Yes, children, please love your parents. Yes, please love your grandparents. Love your neighbours as yourself. But you can never, ever love anyone or anything like you are supposed to love God. So God says, love me that way. Love me that way and prosper. Love me that way and be blessed. Love me that way and, you know, uh, to receive all that I have in store for you. Love me that way because you were made for that in the name of Jesus. Number two, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, the first one is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love the Lord. Second one is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, we already had a speaker come up here last Sunday, the last Sunday of uh, 2020, and he spoke with such passion and power, and I believe the Word of God has gone forth. But I want to remind us all to trust in the Lord with all our hearts. Now, listen, why? Why trust in the Lord with all our hearts? Because again, the same explanation as I gave you for love, we were made to trust God with all. We were not made to trust human beings with all. When we trust human beings, when we trust men and women with all, they can betray us, they can disappoint us. Even husbands can betray wives and, 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 and wives can disappoint husbands. Listen to me very carefully. It is only God that doesn't disappoint. Only God that does not betray. God that does not break people's hearts. So listen, trust in the Lord. Don't put your trust in man, uh, especially when it comes to all your heart. Yes, you can learn to trust man. Yes, you can learn to trust women, but never with all your heart. With all your heart only belongs to God. Now, listen, this morning when I was driving here, the Lord spoke to me something that was very, very precious and I want to share it with you. He said to me, be careful, Kenneth, of the Ishmael decisions in your life. That's right. Be careful of the Ishmael's decision in your life. Be careful of the Ishmael choices that you make. Now, what is this all about? You see, Abraham had a word and a promise from God that he will have a son. Abraham asked, God, you know, you have blessed me in so many ways, but you haven't yet given me an heir, a son, someone who will carry uh, my name, uh, someone, you know, who will perpetuate, uh, you know, um, my, my, my legacy, my faith. And God says, look um, to the skies. Look and see if you can count the stars. And I promise you that I will give you descendants I know as, 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 as many as the stars in the sky. And that's God's promise. And, and, and uh, Abraham said, wow, you give me all this? I believe you, God. I believe you. Wow, descendants. 
as far as the eye can see, I will give you descendants. And yet, Abraham, after he believed, did ask God, but you haven't even given me one son. And God says, I will give you this son. And what happened was, as the years went by, just like some of us, there's a delay. It's taking a long time. Why so long? The whole year of 2020, you know, um, haven't seen an answer. No open doors. Uh, no breakthrough. Uh, your prayers haven't been answered. Uh, you know, no customers. Uh, no clients. Uh, you know, you haven't seen a breakthrough. Uh, and you're saying, God, it's taking so long. Abraham and Sarah also felt it was taking too long. In fact, Abraham came to a place whereby, you know, he was already far past the childbearing age. And so was Sarah. But God uh, came to him uh, and said that I will give you a son. Uh, and God's idea, God's plan uh, of this son was to be in Isaac, the promised one. But what happened was as we grow tired, as we grow weary, as we you know, grow anxious is the word, right? As we, as we grow uh, uh, impatient, what happens is that we try to help God. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ishmael really is not a bad idea if you think about it. Uh, it was a very innocent idea. Come on, isn't that true? Uh, a very innocent idea. Uh, why not, since God promised you stars, right, in the heavens, uh, God promised you and said you will have a son, uh, but it's taking so long, maybe God wants us to, you know, do something about it. Maybe God wants us to do our thing. Maybe God wants us to help a little bit, you know. Uh, so it, it comes a time where you feel like you need to help God. And so it comes from a very innocent idea. In fact, it also comes not just from an innocent idea, it's also a very, uh, the intention, I should say, uh, is, is very good. It's, it's right. So both innocent and intention is in a good place. But it can be good, but it's not God. God already said, wait upon me. I will give this to you. I will, I, I will fulfill my promise. Uh, but what happened was, uh, you know, uh, Sarah, uh, her name was Sarai, uh, before she was Sarah, and she said to Abraham, her husband, I think we'll do this. And it sounded like a good idea. He, uh, she said, I'll give you my maidservant, Hagar, uh, and, and, and you can lie with her. And, uh, uh, you know, let's see whether God gives her a child. And God did give uh, Hagar a, a, a son, and his name was Ishmael. Very innocent, very uh, intentionally good, but not of God, not of God. And what happened was, you know, the very birth of Ishmael from a very good intention, good idea, has come about all kinds of problems for us today. All kinds of heartache for us today. Uh, it, it was a very small thing, it seemed, but it became a very big deal. And God doesn't want us to, you know, in the, in the boredom of our staying at home, in the, in, 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 the, in the fact that you have much more time in your hands now, maybe much more money in your hands now, you might be saying, let's invest in this, let's invest in that, let's go here, let's go there, let's do this, let's maybe study a master's degree now, let's do a PhD now. You know, be careful of the Ishmael's in our lives. Now listen, where did this come? This, this came from the fact that Abraham, although he was a man of faith, a man who would obey God at anything, he listened to his wife and, 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 and thought that that uh, 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 idea was a good one. And, you know, there's another message I gave you in December besides obedience. It was to focus. And so for just a moment, Abraham was distracted. 
And so was Sarah, his wife. They were distracted. And instead of uh, keeping their focus on God, which is where their trust should be in, they trusted in their idea. They trusted in their own way. So God spoke to me as I was driving here this morning, Kenneth, 2021 is here. Be careful of the Ishmaels. Don't give birth just to good ideas and to good intentions, but make sure you keep your eyes on me. Focus on the Lord whom you love with all your heart and then trust in Him with all your heart. So wait upon the Lord and renew your strength. Okay, don't run here, run there, doing things your own way and with your own wisdom. But trust in the Lord is so important because if you stop trusting in God, that's when the Ishmaels might come about. And you know, when you talk to other people about it, everyone might agree with you that, oh yeah, it's a good idea. Oh yeah, it's a good idea. Oh yeah. You know, I love your intention. It's a good intention. No. Everyone else except those who are discerning. And there are some of good leaders around you who are discerning, who might ask you a question, God, are you really sure? Can we pray about this? Should we pray about this? Let's pray about this. And I pray that you will listen in on people who are discerning around you because God has placed people around us to help us, sometimes to even challenge the very thought that we have, the decision that we are about to make. Make sure you do not give birth to Ishmael's this Year. And if you have given birth to Ishmael's last year, come before the Lord and repent and ask God, God, deal with this. Help me. Uh, you know, come out of this problem. Uh, and I pray that you would not have gone deeper into the things of Ishmael uh, and, 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 and therefore uh, uh, bring about all kinds of trouble and problems and sorrow onto your life. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that if you have gone into an Ishmael decision, I pray that God will begin to orchestrate your escape, orchestrate your deliverance and God will have a way. If Ishmael has already been born, may the Lord be merciful and may the Lord be gracious and may the Lord, as He dealt with Hagar and dealt with Ishmael, may the Lord, you know, be kind to the Ishmaels and Hagars. But for you, make sure you come back to the right path. Focus on the Lord and do the right thing. Put your trust in Him and do not forsake His way. So here, number three, serve God with all your heart. Serve God with all your heart. This is the top three I would have given to Benji and Michelle. You know, Benji, Michelle, when you go to Osaka, you're going to be okay, more than okay, if you will love God with all your heart, if you will trust God with all your heart, no matter what comes. You know, Benji and Michelle, as soon as they arrived into Japan, into Osaka, they had to go through another test for uh, COVID-19. They did one here in Malaysia, negative, of course. And then they went to uh, Japan, uh, in uh, and at the immigration, at the airport itself, they did their second test and negative, praise God. So uh, they're doing their 14-day quarantine in Osaka. Uh, but what I want to say is that a day after Benji and Michelle had arrived, the next day itself, Japan found out that there were people coming into Japan who have caught the mutated strain of COVID-19 from the UK. So they tested people flying in from the UK and they found that the mutated strain of COVID-19 had already arrived Japan just one day after Benji and Michelle uh, had uh, arrived. So then they de decided, Japan decided to close their borders. So I want to let you know that God's timing is always, always perfect. He wanted Benji and Michelle in and he brought them in and then later on, you know, 24 hours later, this thing happened and within three, four days, they closed the borders for new visas. So our God is still in control. Our God is great. Our God is mighty. Our God, His timing is perfect. 
perfect. So I want um, Benji and Michelle to continue to trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. But number three, serve the Lord with all your heart. The Bible in Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 23 says, let's put it up. Colossians 3.23 says, very simple words, but very powerful. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Do it heartily means do it with all your heart. Whatever you do. See, the word is do. Do, okay? Love is not always do, okay? Love is not always do. Trust also is not always do. Okay, but serve is always do. Okay, when you want to serve the Lord, you're doing something for God. So love the Lord with all your heart, trust in the Lord, you know, obey Him. And then number three, serve Him. You know, I love the, the way Extreme this morning was dressed in their best. You know, Elder Pengho dressed in his best. I, you know, try my best to dress in my best. And, uh, you know, because we're not dressing for ourselves, we're dressing for the Lord. This morning when I was worshipping uh, worshiping the Lord together uh, with Extreme Leading, it was the 8 a.m. worship service. And um, I heard the Lord tell me, remind me, uh, many years ago, X Church, when we started, we started with three people. And, uh, you know, there were days, uh, you know, when this church was growing, I had to remind everyone, uh, you know, church, the church started with three, we can go back to three, okay? Uh, I don't want, you know, I, I was strong, okay? I, I was probably stronger then than I am now in, in my words. You know, I, mince, I, I do not mince my words. I, I tell people as it is. I say, don't you think uh, that, you know, now I have to kowtow to your needs and kowtow, you know, I was telling the people, you know, all of them are here. Sometimes they look down. Sometimes they leave the church, whatever it is. But I, I, I will say, don't you think that this pastor will ever kowtow to your needs and wants and desires? I will never make X church into a church that you want it to be. I will always make this church the church that God wants it to be. And if you can take it, you can hack it, stay on and grow. If you can't take it, can't hack it, and you want your own church, you want to build things according to your own desires and your own ways, go. Because then I say, this church started with three, you can go back to three. Don't worry about it. And so, I, I used to be very strong. I don't say it. Uh, as often today anymore I, I try to be a little bit more mellow 50 years already must be mellow a little bit but you know sometimes they, there are days I remind people but God reminded me say, remember Kenneth you used to, you used to say things like that and, 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 and um, I, I, I was standing there worshipping the Lord and, uh, and uh, you know uh, I, I looked at extreme and extreme was just giving their best you know now the thought is how does a band give their best when there's no one in the room watching uh, because you think about it, right? Every band, even the Christian band, would hope that there will be an audience. You know, if you look at some of these uh, videos, even Christian bands, uh, I don't know what you look at, lah. Whether Hill songs, Planet Shakers, uh, uh, Bethel, uh, whatever. You know, you see people. Wow, the crowd is huge. You know, the 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 the, the worship leader is 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 really in his or her element, and the band is going wild, and people are dancing. Uh, you don't know whether you will still do that when there's no one watching. You know, after a while, even uh, Christian concerts look like any other concerts. And I feel like we get a lot of our drive and our energy from the people, you know. They dance, we dance, they, you know. And, and, and then when, if they don't dance, we don't dance. If they look down, we are all down. If they say something like, oh, today's worship is not so good, everybody feels down. But to me, it's like a good reminder, right? Because the worship team is giving their best. Ex-church worship team is called Extreme. And I can see Pastor Julian and his team giving their best no matter who looks at them, no matter who watches. And I think, I know why God is allowing this pandemic. It's because He's testing all of our hearts. Listen, people, the best way to test your heart 
your love for God, your trust in God, your giving your best to God, the best way to test it is when you are at home alone, nobody watching. Nobody looking at you. Nobody watching. No band would ever dream of the day where they practice so hard, come up with their best, dress their best, and go for, you know, go for goal. <laughs> you know, go for, go for, you know, the extreme. You know, do, do all that they can, jump, whatever, you know, uh, sing loud, play the guitar like it was a rock concert. No band would ever dream of playing in front of nobody. And yet, today, you have extreme, and even me, <laughs> preaching in front of no crowd. Now, you say, yeah, but pastor, people are online. What? I don't know. Because I haven't checked online. I don't know how many people are watching online. So, all this is done by faith today, you know. Because the beautiful thing about following after Jesus and loving God with all our hearts and trusting God with all our hearts and serving God with all our hearts is that we don't need any audience except one. We don't need any audience except one. And maybe that's why God has allowed the pandemic to continue. He wants to test our hearts. Will we still be dressing our best while you're seated there at home alone? Or only because people see you, leaders see you, you come to church, people ask that you dress your best. Only then you dress your best. But I'm going to ask you right now. You are there right now, there in your hall, in your home, in your room. Will you continue to give God your best? Will you still live out this whole thing about whatever you do unto the Lord, do it with all your heart and do it unto the Lord, do not do it unto men. Do not do it as a man pleaser. Do not do it as I service, the Bible says. I service. But do it, everything you do, do it unto the Lord. Some people say, well, Pastor Kenneth, why when you're preaching to nobody also, you're still sweating? Well, because I don't, I don't do this for just people. People can hear and be offended and leave. And I'll still preach because the thing is, I preach what God tells me to preach. And as long as God is pleased, He's smiling now as I'm preaching, I'm going to be the happiest man on earth because I live to please the Lord. So can you still sweat <laughs> when nobody else is watching? Will you still give your best? Of course. You know, many, many years ago, there was this uh, singer by the name of Roman Tam. Uh, I don't know about the Chinese Tam Wing Lone or something. Roman Tam, you know, and he's, he's such a good singer, top singer. And you know what happened? My father brought him to Malaysia, brought him to Malaysia. And those were the early days before all the concerts. And Malaysians, you know, usually don't believe that big names can come to Malaysia. They don't. They, they, they hear Roman Tam, you know, my father also brought Michael Jackson uh, to Malaysia, brought Diana Ross to Malaysia, uh, brought, you know, uh, uh, different ones, okay? Uh, all the top stars came to Malaysia, but only because. Uh, they saw the top stars coming, then they start, started to believe that, okay, I guess big stars do know where Malaysia is. I, I know that Michael Jackson at one time uh, told uh, my father's team, uh, his manage, manager told uh, my father's team, we don't know where Malaysia is. <laughs> don't know where Malaysia is. And someone had to say Thailand and Singapore. Uh, and, 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 and actually, he actually thought that we were still living in huts and, and, and in, uh, in trees. Uh, uh, thank God he's, uh, in, he's no longer here so he won't be offended when I say this. But, uh, but the thing is that Diana Ross came to Malaysia and only after Diana Ross came to Malaysia, she went home and told Michael Jackson that Malaysia is really like a first world country. So then he came. But um, I remember Roman Tam was the first of all top names to come. And you know what happened? Uh, there, there are so many fans of Roman Tam uh, in Malaysia, but only, I think the, I think the hall of 2,000 seats were only filled with about 120 people. 
and my father lost money. He lost money on Roman Town. Uh, and we were very, very shocked because Roman Town was a big, big name. It's like, you know, one of the four heavenly kings in Hong Kong. And you know what Roman Tam did? I love it, I love it. Because, you know, I'm not even sure whether he was a Christian, but so professional he was. He came out on stage and he already saw 120 people. Okay, he's a big name in Hong Kong. Everywhere gets packed. But here in Malaysia, 120 seats out of 2,000 seats. You know what he did? He came up and he said, Hi, everyone. You know, he went on. He put on his best costumes. He had about, I think, eight changes throughout the whole uh, concert. And, and he put on his best. His singers, you know, dance. And he said, I want you to know I know not all the seats are filled tonight, but I want you to know that when Roman Tam sings, he sings as if the whole hall is full. Wow. When Roman Tam sings, he sings as if the whole hall is full. I love that, don't you? I love to say when Kenneth Chin preaches, he preaches as if the whole hall is full. He preaches as if everyone in Malaysia is watching online. But I have a better reply than Roman Tam, even though that is already quite amazing. I don't have to have the whole hall full. I don't have to have anyone watching online. I only have to have one, and that is God. And He's worthy of it all, worthy of every sweat, worthy of every movement, worthy of every preaching like, you know, it was a full house. That's what Extreme did as well. And that's what the people at the back, XTV, people here, you know, we don't care whether there's you know, many or few. We just serve the Lord. No one is looking at you or how you're dressed. Only God sees. Only God sees. Are we giving our best to God or not? Are we giving our best? So this is a summary of what X Church believes in. This is a summary of all our discipleship. The summary of our discipleship is always give to God only our best. Only give to God only our best. I said before, you want to clap, clap with all your heart. You want to sing, sing with all your heart. You want to hold this microphone, be, make sure you're responsible. How? By giving your best. Otherwise, don't do it. You want to dance, dance with all your might. Don't just do dance the half, you know, whatever dance. You know. Don't just half mask your hand. Put up your hand uh, to, the, to the sky and, and worship the Lord like He's worthy. Uh, if you want to laugh, laugh heartily. If you want to cry, have a good cry, okay? If you want to, if you want to be humble, be humble all the way. If you want to boast about something, boast with all your heart. Don't do anything half-hearted and do it all unto the Lord. Can I hear a good amen? If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.